and welcome to Resonate Community Church's Student Ministries Sunday Stream. My name is Mike Savage and I am the director of these amazing students here at Resonate Community Church, the director of student ministry here. Uh, just here to recap another amazing week and, uh, at Resonate Community Church's Student Ministry. Just a tremendous week. Just a little housekeeping to get things started here. If this is your first time joining us on the Sunday stream, well, welcome to the family. We're so glad you're able to join us. Um, facetiously, I will say to you, what took you so long? But we are glad you're here. <laughs> and uh, for those of you who are regular listeners or viewers of the Sunday stream or attenders on Wednesday nights or Sunday mornings at Resonate Community Church, we are so glad you're joining us as well. Um, you can catch this on YouTube, on our student ministry webpage, or it's via, available via podcast as well on all of your normal podcast platforms, wherever you get your podcasts, you can find RCC Sunday Stream uh, there for you. All right, well, anyway, a few announcements that are going on in the ministry. Uh, as we all know, April 4th is Easter. April 2nd is Good Friday. We've been talking about those two dates, obviously, a lot as we approach the most holy days of our uh, calendar as followers of Jesus. On the 2nd, uh, we celebrate Good Friday, the crucifixion of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the rising of him, the resurrection on Easter Sunday, April 4th. So three services at Resonate Community Church that day. A Sunday Serve program will be going on that morning. Uh, just a tremendous, tremendous uh, morning on tap for those interested in details about Easter at Resonate Community Church. Visit us at ResonateCommunityChurchMN.com and more information will be there for you. Uh, 4-7 for students, 4-7 uh, meaning April 7th, that is spring break here in Shakopee Public Schools and we will have no programming that week. A little time just to take a little break, that's on 4-7. And then our ever popular April 21st, Westminster Park Cleanup and Dairy Queen Run is going to be on the 21st of April. So we'll be looking forward to an amazing turnout that night. So April, lots going on in our ministry. Uh, let me take a moment and recap what went down tonight. Uh, well, when you watch this or listen to this, it'll be after Sunday night, but this was referring to Wednesday. We had a tremendous night uh, Wednesday night at Resonate Community Church uh, Student Ministry Youth Groups. Um, great turnout of students. I like to think there was some great teaching going on, great fellowship. Uh, volunteers were coming on strong that night. Our high schoolers took center stage. Our high schoolers, we had a group of, I think it was eight, eight, eight high schoolers took uh, leadership roles on on Wednesday and led our sixth graders uh, through uh, a Bible study um, around our lesson, which is entitled The Afterlife. And they, as usual, did a tremendous job. So three times now they have done amazing work at leading small groups and once again, did a fantastic job. Specifically for our lesson, we talked about the whole idea of do we matter? We had a big conversation about uh, times in our lives as students, teenagers, and frankly, let's face it, adults as well, where we feel like we don't fit in, we feel like we don't matter, and we talked about the role Mary Magdalene played in the resurrection of Jesus. Well, not necessarily how she resurrected Jesus, that would not be correct, but she played a very critical role in being a disciple of Jesus. And then also was one of the first, well, no, excuse me, was the first person to see Jesus after he rose from the dead. And what we talked about on Wednesday night was this idea that Mary Magdalene was 
was once a, a, a single woman who lived a life of sin, ran into Jesus. Jesus completely changes her life. She becomes a disciple, and then she takes on the amazing honor of seeing the risen Lord first, and then has the privilege of being the first person to share this amazing news with followers of Jesus at the time. So it's this amazing story of someone who went from really nothing, an outcast, a social misfit, to being an absolutely critical hero in our Christian faith. So we had a great discussion about that. And like I said, our high schoolers, uh, after I tagged out and they tagged in, did a phenomenal job, job carrying that conversation forward. Uh, but in a moment, uh, we will continue that conversation. So if you weren't here on Wednesday night, here's a great opportunity to kind of hear uh, a little bit more about that message uh, from our friends over at Orange. So without any further ado, we'll turn it over to them. Enjoy week two of The Afterlife. When I was going into ninth grade, I moved to a new town. And if I'm being a little bit more specific, I moved from a major city to a small town far away from where I came from. And if I'm being way more specific, I moved from another country to this one. And to be more specific, I moved from Venezuela and I did not speak the language at all. It was not cool to say the least. And it's not only that I felt out of place, I felt invisible, not cool, not great. Well, I was in ninth grade and I was the new kid in a small town where everybody was born and raised together. I was not in a good place emotionally. It took me a full year to finally find a group of friends. But before I found new friends, for several months, I felt uncomfortable everywhere I went. I would walk the halls and everyone would look at me because I was a new kid, but nobody knew me. I wasn't the one who was good at sports or the one who had that great friend or who loved to play music. I was simply the new kid who talked a bit funny. <laughs> Everyone else was observing and deciding if they would allow me in or not. I felt like a zoo animal or like a fish in a fishbowl. Everyone watched, but nobody was in there with me. You may have never moved to a new town or went to another school, but probably you can relate to how I felt. Now let's think back to when everything changed to being online. There was a lot of things that made that stretch of time difficult, but maybe one of the hardest thing was not being there in the same place together. Wasn't it weird to be in class, but not really in class? I had to use Zoom a lot, and sometimes I felt like I was invisible, just blending into the background until I had to talk. And then all of a sudden, everyone was staring at me, waiting for me to unmute myself. Maybe you felt like that too. It was this weird feeling of being unnoticed, just like when I moved to my new school. After a few weeks on Zoom, I think everyone got a little bit more comfortable. I began to see people turn off their their mics or their video, then I realized I could turn off mine too. It felt like freedom. Freedom to go to the bathroom, to get some more coffee, or just zone out. <laughs> Don't tell anybody. But then I wonder, if I turn my mic and video and no one notice, does it even matter I'm on this call? I think I've, we've all wondered that before. Does anyone care that what I think? 
Does anyone notice what I have to say? Does it even matter if I'm here? Do I even matter? Sometimes you feel like you're on the inside of one of those fishbowls, you know? You're, you're what everybody is watching. And sometimes you feel like everybody else is on the other side. They think that you're there, but you feel like you're on the, on the outside looking in at other people's life. Sure, there are times when we feel like the center of the universe, or we feel like we should be the center of the universe. The world should revolve around us. Like we need a ride to the practice, right? Then everyone should stop what they're doing and then make it happen. Or if we're gluten-free, then our the birthday cake at our friend's party should be gluten-free, right? If we don't like a movie, then it should not be there on an option to watch tonight. If we're honest, it's easy to feel like we're the center. But then there are times when it feels like nobody notices us at all. Maybe you look around at your friend's party, you know, the one that your friend said you had to be there, but they haven't even said a word to you. So that means you're at this party that you just had to be at, but it feels like no one would notice if you just disappeared. Or maybe your parents won't stop bragging about your sister's SAT scores or your brother's athletics, but you don't ever hear them telling anybody about you. It may not be your friends or family, it could be your boyfriend or girlfriend, your, your coach, your teacher, or a combination of all of these. But when we don't feel seen or valued by people in our lives, it starts to make us feel like we don't matter. Whenever we feel like we're overlooked or ignored, it's easy to become discouraged or numbed or disengaged. If nobody's listening, then why bother speaking, right? If nobody's paying attention, then it really doesn't matter what we have to do or say. When we feel like we don't matter, it takes the passion and excitement out of our lives. We don't feel like we are thriving in life. We just feel like we're surviving. And nobody wants to feel that way. But it's more than that. It's possible that we have a lot of people in our lives telling us that we matter. Parents, grandparents, or coaches. <laughs> but we don't believe them. I mean, there are parents, they're supposed to say that, right? They're our coach, they're trying to get the best performance out of us. So whether we hear this message a lot or whether we never hear this message at all, believing we matter is a lot harder than it looks. The good news is that today we're talking about someone who was very familiar with those same feelings we're all experienced. In this series, Afterlife, we are talking about Easter and everything that comes with this season. What many people will consider the biggest day ever for followers of Jesus, because it's the day we celebrate Jesus' resurrection. When he came back from the dead, he showed the world that he conquered death and that he is bigger and better than we could possibly imagine. More specifically, we're talking about people who encounter Jesus after his resurrection and the different life after they saw him. Their afterlife changed so much while they were still on earth. So today we're going to talk about a woman named Mary and her experience with Jesus before and after the resurrection. Now, before we do that, let's start with a little bit of context. The Bible is a collection of books. Those books are divided into two parts, the Old Testament and the New Testament. 
The Old Testament is a collection of books before Jesus walked on earth. Then Jesus was born, and the rest is the New Testament. The first four books of the New Testament are accounts of Jesus' life by four different people. In the church world, we call them the Gospels. Those Gospels talked about a handful of different women named Mary. <laughs> Whoa, that had to have been a trendy name back then. There was Mary, who was then mother of Jesus. Then when Jesus was dying on the cross, there were two other Marys that were mentioned as well. One of them was named Mary Magdalene. Now, the truth is that there's a lot we don't know about Mary Magdalene. But one thing we know for sure is that she was a committed follower of Jesus. In fact, her name is mentioned more than any other woman who wasn't in Jesus' family. The gospel mentioned her 12 times. Luke tells us that she traveled with Jesus and helped support his mission financially. He also mentions that Mary had seven demons driven out of her. Yes, that sounds crazy, but basically it means that she was an outcast before Jesus healed her. So I think we can safely say that Mary understood what it meant to be ignored and overlooked. But here's why we're talking about her today. All four Gospels records that Mary Magdalene was there when Jesus was put on the cross. Three of the four Gospels says she was there at the burial. And all four say that she was the first to see Jesus resurrected. The disciples get a lot of credit for being Jesus' most loyal followers, but there was no other disciple around in the big moments of Easter as much as Mary was. And on the day we celebrate Jesus coming back from the dead, we should pay attention to one of the people who knew him best, but she doesn't get a lot of attention. In a lot of ways, she lived in, on the sidelines. If you don't pay attention to what you're reading, you just it just sounds like a bunch of women named Mary that nobody can keep a track on. But here's the thing. You definitely don't get the sense that she was a major player in the story, but she was. The Gospel of John, which is written by another one of Jesus' disciples, records that while it was still dark, Mary got up and went to the tomb. But when she got there, the stone that was placed in front of the tomb was gone. She didn't immediately say, of course, Jesus is alive. No, she thought that someone has messed with the grave and took his body. She went straight to Peter and other disciples to tell them, and they ran to the tomb. Sure enough, Mary was right. The stone was rolled away, the body was gone, and all that was left of Jesus was his grave clothes. And the other disciples left to tell the others, but Mary stayed there where she was, right by the tomb. As if the sadness of losing a friend wasn't enough, now there's this added trauma of his body taken or moved. John writes this. Now Mary stood outside of the tomb crying. She wept. She bent over to look to the tomb and saw two angels in white, seated there where Jesus had been, one at the head and the other one at the foot. They asked her, woman, why are you crying? They had taken my Lord away, she said, and I don't know where they have put him. At this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she didn't recognize it was Jesus. He asked her, woman, why are you crying? Who is it that you're looking for? Thinking that she was talking to a gardener, she said, Sir, if you've carried him away, tell me where you have put him. I will get him. Jesus said to her, Mary. And she turned around toward him and cried in Aramaic, Rabbani, which means teacher. 
So on the day Jesus defeats death, proving God's love is bigger and stronger than anything else, he makes sure Mary was there to see it. And this is a big deal because in the first century when Jesus lived, a woman was not seen as reliable witness. She couldn't testify on court. Her word was not to be trusted over a man's. And yet over and over again in the gospels, at the cross, at the tomb, on Easter morning, it was a woman who saw Jesus first, who recognized him, who was given the job of telling others. When the rest of the world saw women as unreliable, inferior, and untrustworthy, Jesus saw something different. He valued and elevated them. Even when the rest of the world didn't, Jesus made a decision to trust Mary with his resurrection. He knew Mary and called her by name. He chose her to be the first person to share the good news. While others made assumptions about Mary because of her gender, her past, or anything else that would have written her out of the story, Jesus wrote her in as the major character. While others made assumptions of Mary because of her gender, her past, or anything that would have written her out of the story, Jesus wrote her in as a major character. Jesus made sure that Mary knew that she was valued and his word about her could be trusted. When the word was sending Mary one message, Jesus sent another. And if Mary wondered who she could believe, the resurrection of Jesus gave Jesus all the credibility in the world. So no matter what message other may have been sending Mary, no matter what message we may be getting, because of the resurrection, we can take what Jesus said seriously. And Jesus said, Mary mattered. Think of it this way. Because of the resurrection, Mary knew she mattered. Right now we're celebrating Easter, an event that happened almost 2000 years ago. I mean, totally worth it. But in the first Easter morning, it changed the lives of the people who knew Jesus best, most of all. Because now everything Jesus said meant more than what it did before. On Easter morning, Jesus coming back from the dead proved Jesus was who he said he was. And his word mattered. In that morning, he spoke words that tells us about Mary's value and worth. In a culture where Mary would have heard again and again that she wasn't enough, that she didn't have credibility, that she was should stay in the edges where she belonged, Jesus made sure that the message she got from him was different. And the message is true for you and me. See, just like Mary mattered to Jesus, so do you. When he said her name, he said our name too. He said, the name of the people who feel overlooked, unseen, or forgotten. He said the name of people who feel like our part in the history doesn't matter. Because of Easter, because of the resurrection, Mary knew that what Jesus had said had to be taken seriously. She experienced Jesus' words firsthand and what he did firsthand. And then she passed it on to the rest of the disciples. We are here today celebrating Jesus coming back to life because Mary carried the message back to Jesus' followers. This Easter, that's the message I want you to take with you. You are seen, known, loved, and important. Jesus said so. And if you wonder if you can take Jesus seriously, 
Easter Sunday is a reminder that we can. Jesus defeated death. We can trust what he says. And Jesus says, Mary matter, you matter, the person next to you matters. When we live a life like that's true, our lives look different. And the lives of the people we know and interact with look different too. I want you to think about how you treat yourself and others. Ask yourself some questions. Do you believe that you matter? Do you treat yourself like you matter? Do you allow other people to treat you as if you don't matter? Do you treat others as if they matter? Are they people you treat like they matter more? Are there people you treat like they don't matter at all? What would it look like to start treating yourself and others like Jesus did? Like they mattered starting today. What would change in your life if you really believe that you matter to God? And that because of that, the people around you matter as well. Would you become more confident? Would you be more patient in your relationships? Would you care less about what people say about you? This week, when you talk to your small group, I want you to think about what could change in your life if you really believe that you matter to God. Because of the resurrection, Mary knew that she mattered and her life after that, or her afterlife, looked different. But make sure you get this. Because of the resurrection, you can know you matter too. Well, that is a wrap for today's Sunday stream. I'm so happy you were able to join us, take a, take these 20 minutes and just have some time to spend with us. So thank you for, for doing that. We want to see you back here on Wednesday nights and on Sunday morning as well. We uh, love hanging out with our students at Resonate. And if you are tuning into the Sunday stream and you're not necessarily part of Resonate Community Church, you are more than welcome students. Grade 6 to 12 to join us at Resonate Community Church for our youth groups. We would love to have you. We would absolutely love to have you. You can look up my information on our church website and uh, would love to love to see you here. Uh, thank you students for being part of our ministry. Thank you for those of you who have joined us here on the Sunday stream digitally. Our volunteers in the ministry, I want to thank each and every one of them for pouring into our students each and every Wednesday night and Sunday morning. Uh, and high schoolers, special shout out to you guys. What an amazing week you guys had. Thank you so much for um, stepping up and taking on a leadership role for our sixth graders. We couldn't do the ministry without you. So thank you, high school students. But obviously, most importantly, we like to thank our amazing Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And with that, I would love to close this out in prayer here. Dear Lord, thank you so much for just being part of our lives. We're just so grateful that you have always been at the center of our lives, whether we know it or not. And in those times where we feel like we are out and down and outcast, we need to be reminded of how you loved Mary Magdalene, and that love that you had for her goes for us as well. With that, Lord, we, um, we're so grateful for you. Thank you. And we can't wait to celebrate um, the resurrection of your son, Jesus Christ, this coming Easter. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Students, uh, have a wonderful week. Can't wait to see you back here at Resonate very, very soon. Have a great week.